0: Next, on the 5 o'clock report.
1: Here comes Nicole.
2: That beach is our lifeline.
1: The WW2 vets are dying. Korea's next, our Vietnam vets. We're disappearing. We're in overtime. You can see the Russians over here.
2: What?
0: Now, let's go to the newsroom.
3: Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. It's a soaker around most of the listening area today as the remnants of Hurricane Nicole rumble through. They're still assessing the damage back in Florida where Nicole hit the hardest. Our infrastructure
1: took a beating from Hurricane Ian. There was no way that we could have ever recovered from that. And now here comes Nicole.
3: Pelusia County Sheriff Mike Chitwood, longtime Daytona Beach resident Marcy Dutton, says the beachfront destruction is going to make for tough times there.
2: We are a tourist town. That beach is our lifeline. And when we no longer have that, it's going to affect the economy of this town.
3: Meanwhile, NASA is assessing damages to the Artemis 1 rocket after it was buffeted by wind gusts topping 80 miles an hour near top end of what it's rated to withstand. Well, not even Nicole could put a true damper on Veterans Day in America. President Biden out of the country, it fell to Vice President Kamala Harris today to lay a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier in Virginia's Arlington National Cemetery. Afterwards, she lauded those who have served.
2: On Veterans Day, we celebrate the generations of Americans who fought to make that promise real.
3: In Wisconsin, these school kids showed their gratitude by honoring vets with a song. This Vietnam vet has noticed increasing appreciation for vets' efforts. Communities put on these ceremonies. A lot of restaurants and
1: businesses giving free meals or discounts to veterans.
3: But this older vet says that recognition is also bittersweet.
1: I'm 71. The WW2 vets are dying. Korea is the next. Our Vietnam vets. We're disappearing.
3: Now, here's CBS's Margaret Brennan with the story of one veteran who's going the extra mile to help others.
2: After four combat tours in Afghanistan, retired Army Colonel Chris Kalenda wanted to honor his fellow soldiers. So you went from not riding a bicycle in 20 years to riding 1,700 miles.
3: I said to myself, you know, I'm not getting any younger.
2: Kalenda biked cross-country to visit the grave sites of the six fallen paratroopers from the unit he commanded. I feel a lot of gratitude. Gratitude for... The service and sacrifice of our six fallen heroes.
3: Gratitude for the 800. who had my back for 15 months.
2: Combat changed the survivors. Many struggle with post-traumatic stress. One of our paratroopers, he
3: now lives in a dumpster. He's a meth addict.
2: In our unit alone, We've lost
3: more to suicide and substance abuse than enemy fire. We had uh, one of our paratroopers die two weeks ago by suicide.
2: On that 1,700-mile journey, he learned that sometimes you've got to open old wounds to heal better.
3: One of the many rights our veterans have fought for is to preserve free and fair elections. Still awaiting a clear outcome in Congress today, neither party has sewn up the House. The Republicans are edging closer there. But the Senate remains a toss-up with races in Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada still up in the air. The Georgia runoff candidates already campaigning hard for next month's vote.
2: We're in overtime. Hey, I will bill for this. I did warn y'all that we might be spending Thanksgiving together.
3: Painfully slow mailing. Ca- counts continue in the other two states with this Arizona elections official saying they're doing the best they can.
1: We will be working Friday, we will be working Saturday, and we will be working Sunday.
3: Some Republicans are bothered by the fact that Arizona's vote count is being overseen by one of the candidates, Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Exit polls from the midterm show next to the economy abortion was the driving force in the vote. On today's Capital Connection, Family Life's Bob Price spoke with Jason McGuire of New Yorkers for Constitutional freedoms about the lessons pro-lifers need to learn from these midterms.
0: How can pro-life New Yorkers package the conversation about abortion better when you hear things like abortion is health care and all those things? What can pro-lifers do better to message this issue so that it doesn't end up hurting them at the ballot box? Well, I think we have to be careful and, and first recognize reality. The culture is not where many of the pro-life Community are yet. I believe they will be one day, but they're not there yet. I believe that life begins at the moment of conception, but government is not there yet. The American people are not there yet, and so I think it's important that we step back and say, okay, what can we agree on, and be willing to work as incrementalists to get to the real goal. Uh, we're going to have to change a whole lot of hearts and minds, and that's going to mean some pretty open conversations, and frankly, putting us even from government perspectives in the legislation in places that some pro-lifers are not entirely supportive of, but at the same time may mean some wins on the way to the ultimate goal of protecting the sanctity of human life.
3: Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms speaking with our Bob Price on today's Capital Connection program. You can hear that online anytime at familylife.org. Just look for the news icon on the podcast page. horns welcoming Ukrainian soldiers into Kharkiv as Russian forces continue to beat a hasty retreat from southern Ukraine's Kherson region.
1: Soldiers, just a few miles from enemy lines, are using drones to hone in on Russian positions. They're now marked men. You can see the Russians over here. But the Russians can also see the Ukrainians. Further back, the artillery takes aim.
3: CBS's Chris say, The eclectic comedian known as Gallagher has died. I would like to leave you with these words of wisdom. I want you to remember
1: behind every successful man is an amazed (laughs) mother-in-law.
3: Multiple reports say the man who became famous for smashing watermelons during his stage act passed away at the age of 76 from massive organ failure. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report Veterans Day around the region, Pennsylvania's governor-elect talks priorities and pastors teaming up against violence in Rochester.
0: I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life regional weather forecast. Rain much of the time, rumbles of thunder tonight. The rain will taper to showers on the I 81 corridor for time overnight. Low temps, 40s and 50s, a mild night. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, breezy, turning cooler. A few scattered showers, a lot of dry time though. Yeah, Temperatures start in the 40s and 50s and then drop. Sunday much chillier, variably cloudy some sun, a couple of rain and snow showers. Watch for some lake effect snow south of Buffalo across the western frontiers. High temperatures Sunday, 30s and low 40s. All
3: right, Thanks, Kevin. Now checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Heavy rain from tropical depression to cold didn't drown out Veterans Day observances throughout the region. In the Spring Grove Area School District, New York, they decked the grounds with 1,200 American flags and hosted a walk of heroes this week to honor vets. It was pretty neat to like learn about
1: what branch they were in and what ranks they had.
2: To recognize them and see them in person and see what they've done It's truly special. I have at least two veterans in my family and I just wanted to be here to support them and to show gratitude for everything they've done.
3: In Carlisle, a wreath was presented in honor of the vets there. Carlisle Joint Veterans Council's Kirk Wilson. important that we remember them. Memorial Day, we remember those who gave their lives. Veterans Day, we remember those who served and who came back and who in many ways are still fighting the war and the battle that they did in other countries. And they honored veteran employees a day earlier in Sare.
1: We love our veteran employees.
3: Veterans who work for Guthrie's Robert Packer Hospital in Sare were honored during a ceremony that also marked the Opening of the hospital's new Veterans Resource Center, Guthrie President and CEO, Dr. Edmund Sabana.
1: We're very, very proud to have just opened it, and we're looking forward to it being really heavily used, so we're very excited about it.
3: Dr. David Rustad says it should prove to be a valuable and easily
1: accessible resource to area vets. The Veterans Resource Center is an opportunity for veterans and their family members to come in here. uh, If they're struggling with getting health care or if they uh, have questions about benefits that they have, they can come in here. It's local and folks can have an opportunity to do the research without having to travel to a VA center.
3: All right. Elsewhere on this Veterans Day, tragic news out of the northeastern school district south of Harrisburg, where officials say that a student hit last month while trying to board a school bus has died. The district says 11th grade student Ariana Landis died following hospitalization for serious injuries she sustained in that October 25th accident. Counselors on hand in the district to help students cope. No charges filed in that accident thus far. Pennsylvania Governor-elect Josh Shapiro speaking out about his priorities following this fall's midterm election.
0: Promoting public safety. Every person has a right to both be safe and feel safe in our communities and helping grow our economy to actually get us moving again. Along with, obviously,
1: protecting our fundamental rights and freedoms.
3: He says another priority is investing in schools. KYW's Dave Yoram.
1: Shapiro says if Democrats claim the state house, a proposed anti-abortion constitutional amendment would be dead. But he also thinks it will be political suicide if Republicans continue to push for the measure. It's clear that the good people of Pennsylvania do not want the politicians in Harrisburg restricting their freedom to vote or their freedom to make decisions over their own bodies.
3: State Republicans aim to let voters decide the matter on a constitutional amendment. The Pennsylvania Turnpike looking to fight unpaid tolls with a new law.
1: It will definitely help us. By going after them sooner rather than waiting until they've racked up more than they can pay for."
3: That's PA Turnpike Commission spokesperson Carl DeFebo. ABC 27's Kendra Nichols says the agency's trying to make it easier for toll ride travelers to pay up.
2: The Turnpike recently added the Cash Payment Network, which allows customers to pay toll invoices at 70,000 retail locations nationwide.
3: The new law allowing registration suspensions for $250 worth of unpaid tolls takes effect in January. By the way, Pennsylvania State Police will be enforcing a click-it or ticket seatbelt and child seat campaign beginning Monday. In addition to cracking down on seatbelt use, PSP officials say their child passenger safety technicians will host free child seat fitting events across the state. And officials with Operation Christmas Child say several area churches have been designated as collection sites for their shoebox donations. First Presbyterian Church in Lewisburg, Columbia County Christian School in Bloomsburg, Williamsport's Pine Street United Methodist Church, and the Fellowship Bible Church in Troy all collecting donations through November 21st. Now to New York, where the State Attorney General has signed onto a coalition seeking to allow transgender students to take part in school sports and the gender of their choice. More from Family Life's Tracy Lynn.
2: Yeah, Mark, Attorney General General Tish James has teamed up with 16 other attorneys general filing an amicus brief in support of a challenge to an Indiana statute that bans transgender female students from taking part in girls sports in K-12 schools. The lawsuit was filed after a student was barred from playing on the girls softball team despite being on that team before passage of the new law. James insists the coalition aims to create a more inclusive environment for students. Opponents insist such moves only add to gender confusion while stripping others of fairness and safety. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Uh,
3: thanks, Tracy. A town hall meeting of Rochester clergy groups looking to offer hope and answers in the wake of the city's ongoing homicide epidemic. Pastor Johnny Harris tells Wham 13 News.
0: I think it's something in relation to our families, not knowing that they have a safe environment or place where they can go to certainly make sure that we're raising our children in the right way.
3: Harris says creating that safe environment for kids now makes a lifelong difference for them.
0: When children, of course, are being raised in schools and other aspects of places they know that they can have a safe environment, they can have a place where they can basically become really what they were intended to be in terms of life.
3: The pastors hope to find ways to give structure to families instead of seeing their kids fall into a culture of gun violence. Rochester has suffered over 70 homicides this year. Next up is your nightly market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti.
1: Stocks trading higher for the second consecutive day today following the much softer than expected CPI data that was released yesterday. China's reversal of their zero COVID policy to shorten quarantine lengths boosting early morning trading as well with crude oil jumping 3% from China's decision as investors bet this will increase oil demand internationally. Energy today leading the S&P 500 gains, followed by communications services and consumer discretionary spending. The Dow up 34 points, the Nasdaq gaining 209, and the S&P 500 adding 37. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. This is the 5
3: o'clock report on Family Life. Many of us have a bad case of
1: stuffitis. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. Here's a statistic for you. We Americans spend nearly $38 billion, that's billion with a B, $38 billion a year to rent self-storage units. That's a lot of money spent on storing stuff. Now, I know how easy it is to gather things over the years. Sometimes it's stuff we're saving for when our kids get married or start their own families. Sometimes it's stuff we inherit Inherited. but often it's just stuff we don't need and should get rid of and yet we're paying to store it here's a challenge for you clean out that storage unit and put the money you were spending into savings or maybe give it away there's no need to spend money on storing things you don't need Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, MoneyWise.org.
3: Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a ride in an ambulance usually isn't very fun, but hey, there are exceptions to almost every rule. Squad 51, man
1: with abdominal pains. Squad 51, KMG 365.
0: I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. It is going to be a dark, damp night tonight as moisture associated with the remnants of tropical storm slash hurricane Nicole moves across the area. Some of that rain will be heavy. Could be a few rumbles of thunder. Watch for reduced visibility and slippery spots on the wet leaves. The rain will taper to showers on the I 81 corridor for time overnight. Low temps, 40s and 50s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, breezy, turning cooler. A few scattered showers, a lot of dry time, though. Temperatures start in the 40s and 50s and then drop. Sunday, much chillier, variably cloudy. Some sun, a couple of rain and snow showers. Watch for some lake effect snow south of Buffalo across the western twin tiers. High temperatures, Sunday, 30s and low 40s.
3: All right, thank you very much, Kevin. Finally at five... A ride in an ambulance is usually A, short, and B, not fun. But a British couple's adventure breaks both of those rules. Back in 2018, Lawrence Doty and Rachel Nixon were looking over eBay for a used RV to do some traveling. Then a different vehicle struck their fancy, a used ambulance. They spent a little time modifying it for camping, but still keeping the ambulance gear intact because they decided they'd also go for an offbeat world record, the longest journey in an ambulance. Guinness said to do it, they'd have to keep it as a functional ambulance inside and out, which they have, complete with stretcher. They did add a small fridge and stove. And in 2021, off they went. They've logged close to 15,000 miles, visiting 24 countries across Europe. Even though that's already good enough for the record, they're just getting warmed up. They plan to ship the ambulance to the Americas and hit a total of 50 countries. They're also raising money for a couple of charities along the way. And their Springer Spaniel, Peggy Sue, is along for the entire ride. She should be well cared for, too. Besides riding in an ambulance, both of her owners are veterinarians. And that's the world we live in for Friday, November 11th, 2020. Thank you again for joining us. Have a blessed weekend. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.